This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Hey, remember the story in the news today? It's been getting a lot of attention the last couple of days, actually. That case of the person who wanted to back out of buying a Shaughnessy mansion because they discovered that a murder had taken place there. Well, that appeal was thrown out of court. And so there's a a lot in there to unpack for both buyers and sellers. So we thought, why don't we talk to an expert about this? So that's why we've turned to Jordana Citronbaum, who's a litigator with White Law Twining. And she joins us to talk about what happened in this case and what it means for buyers and for sellers. Jordana, thank you so much for joining us on this today. Uh, So do I need, as a seller, to tell somebody, am I obligated to tell them that there was a murder on my property? Well, that depends. Uh, If you're asked specifically if there was a violent death or murder, then yes, you absolutely have to tell the truth. But if nobody asks you, you're not required to list it on the property disclosure statement. And I would say you don't have to volunteer it. I guess the question for that is like, do people actually ask you that? Like if you're going to an open house, do you ask a real estate agent, was somebody ever murdered here? Well, I had a chance to ask a couple of my realtor friends and they say that they've fortunately never had to ask that question. So it doesn't seem to be on the minds of most people. But is it now because of this story? You said you're looking for a house yourself. Are you going to be asking that question? Uh, You know, I might. I just might. Yeah, it is on my mind. That is... That's pretty funny. I would imagine if you're a realtor, you'd be like, well, what? Okay. This is an unusual case here, but what did it tell us? Like, what did it really change? It doesn't, in short, it doesn't really change anything. It affirms what I would say are basic first principles, which relate to what has to be disclosed and what the reasonable limits of disclosure are. And we can kind of unpack that in the course of our discussion. Yeah. So what happened in this case here? So here you have a property in Shaughnessy um, that was quite an elaborate mansion. It had a swimming pool. It had 10 bathrooms. And it was listed um, for just over $6 million. And um, it sold for 6.1 shortly before closing. The buyer found out that the property was the site of a murder and felt that that was withheld from her, that the answers given as to why the seller was selling were false and tried to back out of the deal. Okay. And in the first round, the buyer won. Is that right? In the first round, the seller, sorry, the buyer won. That's right. She got out of the deal. And the Court of Appeal, um, in its decision that came out on the 23rd, said, no, this was not a circumstance um, that would have given the buyer an out. Why not? Well, um, let me just go back a little bit. And so we talk about what happened and the exchange between the parties. And so the buyer had asked what the seller's reason for moving was. And the seller volunteered that her granddaughter had or would be recently moving schools from 
Shaughnessy to Collingwood over in West Vancouver. And for that reason, they would be moving. Um, She suggested that her granddaughter would be going to Collingwood because it would be a better opportunity for her to learn English, among other things. Now, the granddaughter's father was gunned down just outside of the property. And as it turns out, um, the school that she had been going to in Shaughnessy asked her to leave because they were concerned it was considered to be a targeted hit, that it might pose a safety concern to the school. So she was asked to leave. And so the buyer took the position that failing to disclose that ultimately the underlying reason for changing schools was related to the murder was withholding material information. Right. A safety issue is what the buyer was saying. That's that right. if that house was targeted, like you don't send change of address notifications to people in those situations. So how would they know that you'd moved? Right. Okay. So, and then the BC Court of Appeals said, no, you don't need to disclose this. That's right. So at the trial level, it was framed as being one of two things, either a latent defect, so that's something wrong with the property that makes it potentially dangerous or not habitable. And then the second issue was that by not disclosing the fact of the murder, that that was a misrepresentation by omission and that that was designed to conceal, so fraudulent. At the Court of Appeal, the issue of whether it was a latent defect, that wasn't challenged. And so it turned on whether not volunteering the fact of the murder amounted to a misrepresentation. And the Court of Appeal ultimately said, no, it didn't. Because, and the reasoning is rather lengthy, but because in essence, the fact that she was moving schools was true. And it was the primary Uh, motivator. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Um, that she had been asked to move schools. She was, in fact, going to Collingwood in West Vancouver. And but for the change in schools, the seller would not have moved and would not have put the property up for sale. So is the original buyer still on the hook then for this property? So the buyer, um, it's going to be remitted back to the trial court to determine the, the, the amount um, that the buyer will have to pay as a result of damages. And the seller ended up, after the buyer made it clear that she wasn't going to close, the seller ended up selling the property to another purchaser for about $600,000 less. Right. Okay. So there's still some details to be worked out. So then what is the obligation? Like, how many crimes do you have to tell? Like, if somebody broke into your house, do you have to tell that? If you think your house is haunted, do you have to tell that? Like, what do you have to tell? Well, you have to disclose something that's considered to be a latent defect. And so that is something about the property um, that can't be reasonably discovered on an inspection that might make the property dangerous or potentially dangerous or that might make it uninhabitable. So I suppose if you had a scenario where there, the house was subject to repeated targeted criminal activity, I could see that you might perhaps be able to... Like numerous break-ins, let's say. Well, I think it would have to be more than that. But... Uh-huh. but um, the the issue is whether it can be reasonable, reasonably discovered through an inspection. And here there had been a lot of media coverage. And so all she had to do was look up the address and she would have been able to um, find a media so report true. that would have told her about it, right? 
So does this happen very often? Like, has this happened before that you can think of? Well, it hasn't happened in a case that I've been involved in or, or one in recent history in Vancouver, but the case itself refers to a couple of quite extreme cases. Um, one of them is from England, where in the 80s uh, there was a murder. A child had been dismembered and parts of Oof. the body hidden around the house. Years later, a couple buys the house and finds out that this had happened and were horrified. And they went to their lawyer because it hadn't been disclosed on the property disclosure statement. And the lawyer said to them, look, they didn't have an obligation to tell you. It doesn't fit in with one of the categories. And when you sell it, you won't have to either. Except now everybody knows. Well, yeah. So they sold it. And the subsequent buyers learned that the house had been the site of this murder through a documentary and tried to get out. And the Uh Court of Appeal in that case came to a similar conclusion, which is if there's something important to you about a house, something that relates to superstitions or to your likes or dislikes, to religious beliefs or otherwise, and it's up to you as the buyer to ask those questions and to satisfy yourself that the house meets your needs. So then you're obligated to ask the other realtor at an open house, have there been any murders here? If it's important to you. Have there been any hauntings at this house? Has anything really <laughs> terrible? Ha- like, so you, I have to ask those questions then if I want to find out about it. Exactly. Okay. Does that happen in your experience? Not very often. <laughs> so that's the problem though, I think, right? Is that we don't think about that when we see a house that we like. And then by the time we find out, often it's too late. That's right. And, and then the question really is whether the horrible act that happened affects objectively the use or the value of the home and that really becomes part of the threshold of whether or not you're obliged to disclose it right I guess the value is the key there as well like if you think you're getting a good deal there's probably a reason for that possibly and there's there's a latin maxim and it's called caveat emptor which means buyer beware right and so it doesn't relieve people of um, the ability to tell the truth, but at the same time, it's the purchaser's onus to satisfy themselves that the property meets their needs, right? And even on the property disclosure statement, if you take a look at it, you can download it off um, off the internet, it tells you that the property disclosure statement is really only the starting point and that a prudent buyer should make their own inquiries, should satisfy themselves by doing whatever inspections they think might be appropriate, including possibly retaining some kind of a licensed professional. So whether that's um, an engineer or an electrician Whatever the case may be, clairvoyant, uh, whatever, possibly, whatever the yeah. case, whatever you want to go check that out too. But I was serious because we were talking about that today. That people, there's, you know, there's certain houses that are quite famous or infamous. Uh, we were talking about a couple of houses in Vancouver where, you know, Eve Lazarus puts out a book and you realize that that's where this murder happened. That's that's where this incredible murder happened, and nobody knew that for 40, 50 years living there. And I mean, who's to say? Because this is not typically something that gets taken into account on a valuation or an appraisal. Who's to say whether it, the notoriety might increase? The- value not. <laughs> Always looking at the positive. Georgiana, yeah. thank you so much for your thank time you on for this. Having me. Appreciate that. That's Georgiana Citronbaum, a litigator with White Law Twining, talking about uh, what you need to know. What are you obligated to tell somebody if you are selling your house and what can you ask if you are buying a house?